Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. I'm here with my lovely assistant, Estefania, who is too shy to jump in front of the camera. Uh, I'm just going to uh, introduce this episode to you. So uh, in this episode, we describe our, our journey, uh, our little pilgrimage uh, to the state of San Luis Potosí and uh, from the city of San Luis Potosí to Real de Catorce and, and uh, onwards to, uh, to destiny, uh, in which uh, we take a, a, a trip of Peyote and uh, try to uh, try to manage the effects of, of the sacred medicine and have some unusual uh, perceptions, unusual experiences along the way. So, uh, kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> Well, a lot of things happened while we were um, under the influence of peyote. I guess you have to um, take some of it with a grain of salt because who really knows what, what really happens while, while you're under, under the uh, influence of a powerful hallucinogenic. But we did see some interesting things, um, saw some spirits and, and uh, yes, many, many strange experiences. Uh, so. Uh, remember, if you like the episode, head on over to, to Facebook, press like on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on, on YouTube, press subscribe on there. And of course, you can follow us on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, uh, everything that's, that's good in the world, that, that's pure and holy, uh, you can use to subscribe to us, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, of course, uh, we appreciate your your support by following us by, by giving us comments also when you give us uh, tips that's much appreciated because it helps us know that we're out there um, making a little difference in, in your perception of the world uh, opening your mind to new experiences perhaps or or uh, giving you a, a, a little insight into something new um, so we we do appreciate that a lot so head on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com also um, something I, I recommend to check out is uh, Steemit so, so Steemit is a new blogging platform and you could go on there um, I'm going to uh, if, if this is within 24 hours of me uh, uploading this video then you could go uh, follow the link through to this post on Steemit and uh, if you like it then, then press upload um, the thing is on Steemit um, when people like your posts it's not just like on Facebook and, and you get a, a good feeling inside or, or if people don't like them uh, you, you feel like you're worthless or something like that. Um, if you go on Steemit and, and people like your posts, um, you actually receive money from it. So uh, that's that's something new. But if if you if you like a post, I, I, I'd love it if you go on over to um, follow the link in the, the in the description there or in the show notes, and you can uh, um, upload our, our post on on Steemit to to show your support. So uh, thank you very much for, for doing that. Uh, this is episode number 117. So you can find the show notes at www.theparadiseparadox.com slash 117. And thanks very much for listening. Uh, we love you guys. So, so uh, let's get into it. The other day we got back from our adventure to, to San Luis Potosí and uh, took, took uh, an intense journey um, across, across worlds and across dimensions uh, to, to meet, well, meet some interesting characters and <laughs> have yeah. some very strange experiences. We were just listening to, to some of the audio. So Aaron had his audio recorder on a lot of the time and how, how would you describe some of that um, that uh, curious uh, footage that you captured there? Well, it's kind of like um, like Blair Witch style stuff. Yeah, found footage. Yeah, exactly. Someone found this video, this audio recorder out in the desert, and they listened to it. And <laughs> who who were these guys? Where did these guys go? Because I, I mean, it's. It's really hard to explain what what happened out there because it's going to sound 
crazy. Mm. And um, I remember, I'm thinking of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer eats the, the chili and his face starts going into itself and all weird things. It wasn't quite like that. But there are, uh, I mean, we're listening back to the audio now and there's definitely uh, a sense that uh, the timeline that we have up here recorded mm-hmm. in our brain is not exactly what um, doesn't follow the, the audio sequence uh, the, or the audio numbers. And there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of weird things that we're going to talk about, but overall I had, I had a really good time <laughs> and I'm keen to do it again. Although um, I learned a lot. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Did yeah. What did you learn? Well, I mean, um, you know, I won't go into detail now, but if I'm to do it again, I'm definitely going to give you like a list of, of you know, what, how to prepare, uh, okay. what to take and, and all that. So, you know, that, in that sense, I learned a lot. But um, the thing is, when you listen back to the, the audio recordings, you, you realize that maybe I should have been given more detail. Like, I think sometimes... I, I listen to it and I remember that I'm looking up in the sky in awe and saying things like, whoa, it's huge and it's, it's massive and wow, but I'm not actually explaining what I'm feeling or seeing, you know what I mean? So, so you know, I kind of, kind of let the team down there, but you get caught up, you get caught up in, in what you're experiencing that it's like, you know, they're really, you know, you really can't transfer that experience to somebody and I can only suggest that everybody has to do it at least once I was gonna say a handful of times but at least once in your lifetime but did you did you receive like some kind of spiritual insight or, or some insight about things in your life or uh, it was just an enjoyable experience and you felt con- connected to the um, well you did say you did say the day after when you were heading back um, that you had a, a, a lovely moment so tell, tell me about that well um I'm not sure which moment you're talking about. Okay, you said looking at the mountains, it was, it was very special. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 cool. Um, yes, it, I mean, when you're, when you're in the, the peyote, you kind of, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I was a bit silly. Uh, I mean, I kind of went out there to party. I didn't really take it, um, or I didn't take it as spiritually as, as some of the other people that went out with us. That, that's definitely, um, that definitely I can admit to. Um, I feel a bit immature in, in that respect, but you know, I, I went out there with friends to have a good time. That that was, that was my intention. But what I realised the next day, when everyone was feeling pretty, a little bit sad, tired, worn out, dusty, um, the next morning, was everyone basically woke up laying in in dust and dirt, <laughs> just covered in dirt. Um, I I decided to take um, a moment to to think. Um, I whatever whatever that whatever the experience was like the the spirits or just the um the plants or just the environment so i walked out further than what i did any time the day before or any time that night and just laid out there in the desert for a little while um because i mean it was early before the sun got way too hot and i think that that was kind of that was really nice and you know i got i got a few um homeworks I guess it's kind of like similar to the ayahuasca. Right. Um, just things came, just things came to mind, and it's like it's not a coincidence. It's kind of significant. Um, and I was thinking about that on the bus on the way home as we're traveling out of out of the desert, and I kind of felt. Um, I mean, I, I always get hit with these bombs of emotion in previous episodes and future episodes. I'll probably talk about that, but this case, it was it was kind of like. You know when you're when you're saying goodbye to your your year six classroom when you're finishing primary school and it's kind of like you don't understand you know what's going on and you kind of feel like you're you're going to lose a friend um, you know you kind of agree that you're going to keep in touch and and write letters to each other or something but that 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 emotion of uh, or you know kind of like leaving a job Friday afternoon you have a few afternoon drinks and you might have a few words saying you know great crew had a lot of fun working with you guys but I'm moving on. That, that emotion where your heart kind of moves up into your throat a little bit and it's kind of like you get a little jarred when you're trying to talk. I'm on the bus looking at the mountains and the mountains are making me feel guilty that I'm leaving them. <laughs> like, it's, like it's some kind of long breakup after, you know, after the... I mean, the mountains look after... They looked after us because we're out there in the desert and the desert's massive. Like, I can't even... I can't stress that because... But at night, 
all you see is like this outline of the top of the ridge, the mountains all the way around. And that even though I explain in, in a video recording, a sound audio recording, those walls kind of came real close to me and I'm in this trapped box because, you know, your mind starts to bend and things. I, I did feel an emotional guilt leaving the area, feeling like, you know, we, we are close now. Like we had an intimate relationship, <laughs> me and those mountains. Well, do you want to talk about your, your wedding ring? That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, tell, tell us, give us the, the context. Um, well, this happened... It, it was... Okay, this, I, this is really weird. Really weird. It's not like... Okay, I'm outside the house. I'm outside the ring. We will go into this. We'll go into this detail later. Give a, a little context. Okay. So, so the campsite has a has a stone circle around it, and it has a tree kind of up, up the bank of the the campsite, and then the 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 fire is in front of the the the, the tree, and and uh, well, directly in front of the tree is a little offering altar, just just made out of um, a circle of rocks as well, um, and so so within the uh, well, within within the campsite, while while we were um, while we were under the influence of, of the sacred medicine, um, everything was relatively calm. But stepping out was was like something else. So I described it like stepping into the unconscious mind. You described it as as like wading out into an ocean. Yeah. And, and so so go go on from there. So what happened? Yeah, there's photos that to give you a better idea. Um, but yeah, you step out over this pebble stone, pretty stone size of your fist to make this perimeter. You step out over that, and yeah, I felt like I was going out into the ocean. This huge, roaring, moving um, sea of something. And you know, we're only human experiences, so it is very hard to explain what that feels like. But you do feel like, I mean, it was windy as well. You notice it wasn't that windy inside the house, but you step over the rocks and all of a sudden, <laughs> I think I didn't notice that. But <laughs> yeah, no, well, it, it seemed. I mean, the desert was windy that night, and even the audio recorder doesn't seem that windy when we're inside the house. And I keep right. I keep calling it the house, but it's just a ring of rocks around a tree You're that happens right. to have a fireplace inside there. Very cozy, very calm. And then you step outside and all of a sudden, all you can see is the fire behind you, burning behind you, and then just uh, just blackness and shadows in front of you. Yeah, um, shadows and, and spirits. Well, and spirits, should we, I mean, I haven't even talked to my wedding ring yet, but. Okay. Yeah, tell us about the wedding ring. Okay, and then, then we'll move on because there's so much, like yeah. the experience was so rich that I really think that, um, you know, it should be a primary school excursion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to, just a man up early in the game. I was I was feeling a bit sick several times. Um, yeah. So so it was like you know I'm not going to spew inside the house. Right. So so vomiting is supposed to be part of the part of the, the peyote experience. Yeah, purging of emo, uh, emotion something. I mean it it wasn't like you know anyway. I'm, I felt sick. I'm about to throw up. And it's just, it's just like this grumble at the very low base of your stomach. Uh, you know, like, like, you, like you feel like you're about to throw up. And so I get up and I step over the rocks and I maybe take, you know, four or five big steps out in the desert uh, towards an area that I know there's no cactuses because it's, they're kind of hard to see. And then I'm standing there going, Bleh. nothing's coming up. Nothing's coming up. And then I, and at one point, I think my hand's on the ground and, and it, it wasn't like there was a voice in my head at all. It wasn't like there was anything. It was just like a feeling of, you're in the desert. Get your wedding ring off. But it wasn't like, like I, I, I cared about losing my ring or I'm, I'm out here scratching around in the dirt. Like, you know, I'm going to lose it. It was, it was just like, you know, it's a bit silly. <laughs> like, you know, you're in the spirit world now and here you are carrying around this this symbol of of like you know you whatever you know your human people made up like that means nothing here that kind of <laughs> message but it wasn't it wasn't well, like i remember when you got back you, you said it was like uh the, the the voice said come on you're here with me exactly yeah yeah it was like who are you who are you kidding come on man like what, what do you well like you know you want to because actually this this happened after 
we decided it was a good idea to take our shoes off and run around the desert mm. with like spiky things everywhere and we did a run you, you guys were walking well I, I was too i was walking around the the, the campsite yeah um, with barefoot so so we weren't running around in the middle of the desert like trying to chase the sun or something no but i did i did feel like i could do it with confidence and not i, I felt like i could spin around in circles and just charge through the desert and the plants would move out of my way <laughs> not that they would just that i wouldn't hit anything i didn't try that for the for the sanity of everyone else in the group, the last thing they need is some idiot with shoes off running around the desert with a lot of spiky plants. So I didn't want to freak anybody out. Um, if I was by myself, I might have done it, but that none of that happened. The thing was inside the campsite, it was so calm and so nice that I, I felt like I needed to take my shoes off, like out of a respect of just feeling the sand between my toes. It's like when you go to a nice house, you take your shoes off. It was kind of like that. And then when I stepped out, I've still got my shoes off. And it's like, we've well, got your shoes off. My toes are in the sand. You know, and, then, and then I just felt like this uncomfortable ring on my hand. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a voice like, get your ring off. Like, this is dumb. It was just, I felt silly. It's me, the desert spirits, like this whole wash of just emotions. And I'm wearing my wedding ring. I put it in my pocket and I felt like I was relieved. Like, I felt like I was more real and more... Um, there was like less stopping me from connecting with the nature hmm. or whatever that is out there. Because do you know what was out there? Well, I know, I know a little bit about what was out there, but uh, let me tell you, there were, there were a lot of things out there. So uh, you, you, um, yeah, we just listened to that audio before. And at one point it was still, maybe it wasn't quite, quite dark yet, or maybe it just got gotten dark a little while ago. And yeah. the, the thing was, uh, after I, I had just taken, um, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, th- two two buttons, three buttons of, of peyote at that point, so so not not quite enough to to, to have like a, a, a breakthrough experience or uh, an, an experience that that really blows your mind away. Maybe just to to maybe alter your senses a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it tastes so awful at least for me it was i know you for you it wasn't quite as bad <laughs> um I was, but, I was pretending <laughs> yeah, yeah okay okay no i mean it was pretty bad but some of the bigger peyotes were, yeah. were getting on the size of an orange right. round and yeah. and then once you cut the guts out of it like the the flower bit yeah and then once you cut around the dirty bottom part and yeah. i mean you're still eating a fair bit of like skin yeah um dirt. and dirt you, uh, I mean, the first bite is like, yeah, that tastes like what a cactus would taste like. Yeah. Like half like nopales. Of, yeah, like nopal, yeah. like raw yeah. potato, kind of earthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. With this, it's just a Ch- really strong choco, but nasty. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so um, after after these two two or three buttons, I, I was like, I don't know if I could really eat more of that. So maybe I'll just chill, and you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll see some visual effects or or, or uh, you know feel a feel a little what's the word euphoria or something like that um but uh what walking out i th- i think it must have just been get, getting on to 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 dusk and so when i could see um like the the, the sun going over the mountains and um all, all around us there, there were the shadows um coming towards us uh, the shadows of of all the trees and it was like wherever i I looked all around me i could see uh there were there were bits of light and you know everything was normal there but from the shadows i was like holy shit there are there are a lot of spirits out here (laughs) and then i i heard this little voice in my head in my head say yeah there are and if if you keep eating you're going to meet some of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it said, I, I know it tastes awful, but persist. It will be worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess that's, that's strengthened my resolve. I got, you know, I can't fight with the, the voice of intuition here. Um, entering, you know, whispering sweet nothings into my ear. So <laughs> I never had that kind of a relationship 
I think I, I walked in more like a, a meathead type um, understanding, which is like, you know, I'm, uh, well, it's, I mean, it wasn't really my fault. I'm going to say, and I mentioned a couple of videos about the tour guide saying, you know, the real, like the native people that, that follow and, and respect and, uh, and, and worship these, these peyote plants, uh, they eat their age in peyote. So I was like, I need to eat 31 of these things. And, you know, some are small, some are big. And I thought, well, I'd, I'd have to, and it, it isn't the easiest thing to put down because when you're eating a big one, you're, you're like four mouth, like four, well, you have to chew it. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's like a spongy soft potato. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the first maybe two or three bites go down pretty well, but then your throat just seems to tighten up and not even want to go down. So you're just moving this horrible taste. I mean, yeah. it's uncomfortable, the taste in your mouth. Yeah, but luckily um, the, the, the young lady that was with us, Marcella, uh, yes. brought, brought some honey. Yeah, um, she was a pro. Yeah, she, she knew she knew it was good uh, <laughs> for, for the peyote. So, so the honey helps a, a lot. Also, it helps to just swig a bunch of water, like chew it in the corner of your mouth so, so you don't get any of the taste and then just swill it, swill it down with some water. Um, and it, it lubricates your throat as well. It kind of <laughs> slides down because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it was the honey, but how good did the water taste <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> you mean, you threw down liters on end of water. Like, you were just bottle after bottle. <laughs> well, I had, to, I had to take a, a, a little sip after a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of bites. And anyway, so, yeah, the... Yeah, I, I said that thing about the spirits and Mikey was like, you nailed, nailed it, man. Uh, and um, at that point, I, I don't, I'm not sure if, if Mikey or you had, had seen the spirits, but afterwards, <laughs> you definitely did. Because um, it was, well, it was a little alarming, uh, to say the least, to, to leave the, the, the campsite. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, right now I'm assuming people are wondering, like, what does a spirit look like? Like, you know, we're both saying straight up, we saw them. Yeah. Um, and then, and it's like, okay, so, so what actually did you see? And, and before I, before I try to explain what, what it is that, that, that you see, um, you see exactly what, what it is. You see the plants and the cactuses and, and everything turns black and the shadows and you look up and you see the stars that start at the horizon and go right over to the other horizon and you turn around and it's like just a full sky uh, rim, like the whole thing is stars. Um, but, then, but then something happens and you focus on a certain section or even if you move your eyes, in the corner of your eyes, you think you see things. And but then but then you, your your brain's telling you you know it, you, your mind's making things up, yeah. but then it doesn't stop, and then it gets a little stronger, and then it keeps happening. You're like, wait a minute, maybe what I'm seeing in my real like in the real world isn't exactly what's out here. Mm-hmm. That's just like this recreation of what I know I saw during the day. But now that it's nighttime, it's like my 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 brain mind wants to recreate what a cactus looks like, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You rub your eyes, you shake your head, and you see a cactus, but you know that a moment ago, that was not a cactus. Mm. That was a four-foot-tall soldier standing yes. there with a, with yes. a pike. Yes, yes. There you were, saw that too? I mean, there, there were, there were uh, fallen kings and fallen queens and, and, and soldiers and, um, yeah, Az- Aztec warriors or whatever. Um, there were all kinds of characters out there. Yeah. I mean, thousands, thousands. Yeah. And, you know... On one level, of course, I can't say. I mean, I, I can easily say, uh, well, it's it's kind of similar to when you're drifting off to sleep and you start to see. Maybe you you open your eyes and you start to see see things in the dark and they look a little different. So, you know, you could say it's 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 only that. So, I'm not going to say necessarily that anything we, um, anything I experienced was like a, an, an an objective reality. I mean. Because let's face it, we were taking this, this strong hallucinogenic drug, <laughs> but uh, it definitely gave gave me some things to consider. So, yeah, I, I met aliens. I, I met aliens. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I uh, I believe you. <laughs> I, I really I really do believe you met something. Yeah. Um, I mean, aliens is pretty generic because you didn't actually see they weren't little green men or they weren't no, portrayed no, like the movies. No, I don't, I, I don't think so. Because um, uh, mainly, um, well, let's let's see if I can click click a few ideas in. So, um, you know. Um, you have a you have a man, um, a Native American, and he's out there in the desert, um, and he's making smoke signals. And um, a gringo or you know a European in the distance sees sees these smoke signals, and he's like, "This is kind of smoke doesn't normally go like that. That's kind of that's kind of weird. Mm. Maybe there's maybe there's somebody out there. Maybe there's something out there. What um, some intelligence? Uh, and it's." It's it's a little odd. Um, now the the other thing is, um, imagine if um, you met or you somehow came came into contact with an intelligence um, that was so so different to you, um, and you didn't share a, a common language, um, and you you didn't necessarily share share any common perception of of how the universe functions. Your brains might be structured very differently if, if they even have brains you know that's do they have brains i don't know um, um there's there's an interesting text um that some, some people purport as as uh evidence of of extraterrestrial life um which i i don't think i don't think that's what it is what it, it's it's a government document uh i think from the from the nsa or something like that and it goes through and describes Okay, so if we come into contact with with an extraterrestrial intelligence, how would we begin to communicate? Um, so first, we'd have to set set um, some rules. So so say for example, we can only communicate in in binary. Um, what are the first things, the first numbers that we would send out? We, well, we would first start doing something like counting the numbers from from uh, from zero to a hundred or one one to a hundred, something like that. Uh, and from there, we would go and, and uh, use different binary, different symbols written in, in binary to try to establish um, operators like plus and minus, uh, divided by and, and multiplied by and that, and that kind of thing um, until the point where we can uh, start to describe um, uh, periodic elements um, u- using this this system of numbers that were built up. So we're sending out this this great big lo- long code, which when when in carefully interpreted, uh, can give a kind of understanding of of the universe. Okay. So um, that's that's not exactly what I experienced because fortunately I I think uh, this this intelligence was was a bit better at, at this than, than the NSA is, right? So, <laughs> but what happened, um, let's see, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how much detail should I go into this time? Should I give it, give it like a... Give no, a I, 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 think, I think a quick version would be good because um, we've spoken about it for hours and <laughs> it's, it's not something that I think you can you can describe uh or at least transfer from one mind to another within <laughs> within even half an hour yeah like you well, know I there, can, yeah, I can, i'm trying to give a quick version and then in, in later episodes when we're going through the uh the the, the video and audio footage we, and we can give some more commentary and explain yeah. what's going on at different different points so so you think you um, might just tackle the the interaction yeah yeah so i'll give i'll, I'll give a few um a, a few points here so um so what i when i saw um, I was I was walking walking around. I just uh, um, walk, walking around through through the desert a bit a bit far from the from the campsite, uh, and I kept thinking, well, you know, I can see these these spirits in my in my periphery, but I can't actually talk to them. So it's kind of like it's just like a, a toy, or it's just it's just like a a, a visual effect, and, and it doesn't seem to have any any deep meaning. So what I really want to do. Is see something meaningful, and what I really want to do is communicate. And um, after a couple of times saying that to myself, I, I saw these three lights in the distance, 
um, and they started to do some, something very odd where two, where two of the lights swapped positions with each other. Um, and they, they appeared to be just, uh, just houses on the horizon, but they were behaving very strangely. And uh, I mean, I think you, you at one point saw, saw a UFO as well, or maybe uh, it was just a shooting star. You know? No, no, I, I am sure that I saw much. Um, I don't want to call it. I don't want to call it a UFO, okay. because objects. because then then that that paints an image in your mind. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, I, I I want to say that I saw things that you would normally see if you went to a desert if you weren't high, hmm. but they were behaving hmm. and interacting, um, not with me, hmm. but with each other in a way that I've never experienced before, hmm. and I found very interesting, hmm. but. Um, I mean, in respect to your experience, you went out to the desert and you were saying, these characters are very interesting. How could I communicate with them with that intention to like have some kind of interaction? Yes. I went out to the desert like, don't move on me. Don't, don't scare me. Don't do anything. Just, just let me enjoy the laser light show above. That, that was my experience. And, yeah. and looking back now, I feel like that was a really wussy, uh, <laughs> pussy thing to do. Yeah. Because we're, we were deep under this waves of energy. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah, maybe there is multiple intelligences. I mean, maybe there's even, uh, I mean, think about that each species of plant would have a certain intelligence as well. And how could they interact with somebody other than moving in the wind? They don't control the wind. So perhaps they can control or exert a force on your perception. And the lights that you saw, um, several times I, I bump into Kurt and I'm like, so uh, how's it going? <laughs> All through the night. And he's like, look at these, look at these lights. And until he said that, I never even saw that. I never noticed the lights because there's, there's so many things going on. I mean, I'm too busy looking at the glitter around the different plants. And the glitter, I don't know what that is, but the fireplace was kind of shining light everywhere like it's kind of ping pong light like christmas lights sometimes were around different trees but then you look at it and just there's nothing there but then you turn away and then it's like there's something happening here and i mean this happened a lot but when you said look at these lights i was like okay i never even i didn't notice those lights a moment ago yeah but you still you still don't pay much attention to me you were up <laughs> you were up doing your own thing we were not Marcella um, looked at them and, and and she was like hmm and she listened to my Explanation, and she didn't really say anything. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, about well, I mean, about these lights and, and all lights, your senses are turned right up. So even though I, even though like a, a rational mind would say those lights are houses off in the distance, they they seem like they could have been ten meters away. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, it was very difficult to judge distance in them in dark forest and dark, dark desert in the middle of the night um so uh yeah i mean you 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 said you were kind of uh shutting yourself off from uh from from a possible well from possible contact there so obviously you were you you were feeling pretty scared i remember what, at one point you did you didn't want to leave the 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 campsite um to to go party because you were like I'm gonna to have to go out there. What am I gonna see? That's another. That's another episode because what yeah. I experienced at that um, was was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I don't know if I'll go into that now, but I mean, no, it's a, that's all right. We can talk about that another time. But the the, the thing is, um, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you at all for for being scared um, because uh, it was it was fucking it, the whole thing was fucking weird. It was, it was terrifying. It was basically, maybe. Maybe you know top three weirdest experiences of my life. Maybe maybe it's the weird, absolute top weirdest experience of my life. Um, and what? if if I hadn't have had um, my experiences before, like I have problems with <laughs> with ghosts in my house and stuff, which is um, I mean it's still it's still very weird every time it happens. It's still very creepy, but I don't necessarily feel scared about it because I'm like, yeah, okay, um, I've seen this before um uh so at least i had i had that preparation for this high weirdness 
Um, so when I stepped <laughs> step out into the into the desert and, and start seeing some things that are very strange, I had some uh, yeah, I had some preparation. Yeah. See, I wouldn't say that I've had that much experience or preparation on yeah. this level. Yeah. Um, I would say three peyotes in might be uh, equivalent to being at a music festival and taking maybe one acid tab, maybe one and a half to two if they're not overly strong. And all of a sudden, you know, you can hear cowbells 100 kilometers across the uh, the desert right here. You know what I mean? Things, Things like that. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't gonna say because it's it just who wants to hear some talk about their experience passing the number two. <laughs> but uh, generally um, yeah, none of us wanted to leave the campsite. Well, it was well, especially you. Well, I, I guess Mikey was like wrapped up like a snug, snug as a bug in a rug there for, for a long time. So I guess maybe he didn't he really didn't really want to leave either. He said he was like fixed to the ground, like stuck to the earth. Yeah, he was magnetized. I think he said. <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah. was, we all had very distinct experiences. Mm. Like none of us really. I think early in the night we might have said, "Oh yeah, you know, I can kind of hear things a little bit different. Uh, my my visions." Our vision wasn't too bad, considering it was night. Uh, anyway, that, that's another and thing. Considering all the spirits and hallucinations. But. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't even, maybe we didn't even see. Like, you know what would have been cool if we would see each other's face mm. at night to see how our eyes were? Because mm. we were probably super dilated. We are looking at this <laughs> laser light show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like it was occasionally like little sparkles. Like sparkles in my vision. Yeah. Uh, I was experiencing that from before even the sun went down. Like that, that was kind of happening all the way through. Um, but the thing was, I was supercharged. Hmm. I, I mean, it, I, mean I, I, don't, I don't know how to really explain other than you have almost have like, like uh, anyone that's been in the gym and has taken like a pre-workout and it's like they feel like their skin's moving hmm. or they got ants under their skin. It was kind of like, it was kind of like that because I was pacing around the campfire I tried laying down next to Joanna a couple times, and um, I, I wouldn't have—I would not have lasted longer than five minutes. All right. Like I, I just—I just had to get back up again, and I'm still pacing around. In the morning, the whole campsite was just covered in my footprint. Even my machete had footprints all over it. Like you know, I was just walking. I didn't even notice I was stepping on things all over the place. And it's because I think I, had, I was bringing myself to getting outside the campsite. Yes. Yes. And well, yeah. I mean, several times you were—you were just pacing back and forth and, and you, you came over, um, Mikey and I were, were laying there next to the fire and, and you were like, I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't, I can't, I can't go out there. Uh, and we, we were like, well, we knew, we knew exactly what you meant. We didn't have to ask what you meant because <laughs> it was, I mean, it's weird out there. There's a, there's a lot of things out there. I, um, was, I was concerned if I went out, I might not come back. Yeah, because a couple times you walk, take five steps out, and the fireplace seems like you're drifting out to the ocean, hmm. and that the the little island or home base hmm. seemed a lot a lot further away than than what it was. And then you take five steps, and you're like, "Wow, I'm back here again!" <laughs> like that that illusion of, of distance was there. But uh, but a couple times I did bring myself like, "Let's go, let's go!" <laughs> yeah, well, myself I, up. I remember saying to you. Uh, listen, I know, I know it's weird out there. I know it's really fucking weird, <laughs> but everything you, you saw during the day, like the, the, the dirt and the cactuses, the plants, the trees, all of that is still there. It's still there. There's still this, this physical reality, uh, as, as ethereal as, as things seem, yep. there's, there's still a physical reality out there. So don't, don't worry too much. Just, just, uh, go out and face it and you were like hmm I guess you're right and and you, and you went out after that yeah yeah I mean I was walking funny because I was kind of like 
taking big strides, big steps, and, and out you go. And then when you get out there, it's not too bad. Like you, it's really, there was nothing, there was nothing really, really out there. But the, the only, the couple times that I did go out there was because I either felt like I needed to spew hmm. or I needed to go to the bathroom. And this was an experience that was very weird because you know what it feels like when you need to go to the bathroom. It's very clear. I, I'm feeling a little weight at the bottom down here and I need to go to the bathroom. So I'm not going to do it in the camp. And I, I walked out. And that's fine. You find a spot far enough away off the, off the track or it appears that way, that's fine. You pull your pants down, that's all pretty normal. And you find yourself in a really awkward squ uh, squatting position, trying to pull your pants, which are wrapped around your ankles, forward so that whatever you drop doesn't fall back into your pants. And then you find that you can't. <laughs> you, you can't, like you, you want to go to the bathroom, you feel like you need to go to the bathroom, but, and it's not that you can't do the action, because you can, and you would normally push the action, you feel like you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> like you feel like you're pushing against a brick wall. <laughs> and apparently I'm not the only one that felt that way. Yes, I can identify you with you there, my brother. <laughs> so we were, we were I, I was, dry. It felt like I was trying for like three hours to take a, the one chip, and yeah. And then t tell us some, <laughs> tell us how you felt when you finally, um, well, when you finally achieved success in this endeavor. Well, the thing is, um, you. I felt like I couldn't push um, mm. normally because it just felt like it was, it was uh, useless. Yeah. It, like the the weight. Um, no, it was like you, you're pushing against a brick wall and you couldn't really do much. But right, at the time, I remember you described it as not being able to find the button. Yeah, you you just couldn't you couldn't do it. It's like you're there and you know your ass is in the wind. Um, I, I what felt uncomfortable was the wind brushing past my balls. I didn't, I didn't like that because I, because I felt like because at, at the same time you feel like the shadows are coming in on you. Like yeah. sometimes you feel like the cactuses are reaching All right, towards it's, you. Yeah, this is the thing too because every time I, every single time I went out to to take a piss, I'm like, okay. Um, where am I going to take, take a piss? And, you know, normally if you're out in the desert, I guess you can just kind of walk out anywhere, as, as a man at least, and just go, all right, well, you know, here it is. Um, but, but taking a piss th that night, I was like, okay, so there's a, there's a, there's a uh, forgotten king here, there's Mr. Skeleton Man over here, and here, here is another guy. I don't even know what that is. I don't want to piss on that dead body on the ground. Um, Okay, I guess I guess I just have to make a decision. Trying to move in between these these two bushes, which look like fallen souls of emperors. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't I don't think I felt that way. Yeah. Like, I felt like I couldn't piss on any plants. Like I needed to find a clear space. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I never had such a vivid experience. Occasionally, I could see. Well, like, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little, but that that was what it's like. I was like like I was seeing people everywhere. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but, you, but you're right. You're right. Every single plant becomes something. Yeah. Anyway, so... And other things as well. Rocks and like little fingers on the ground seem, seem like they've got something going on. Well, sometimes you see a shadow on the ground. You're like, I can't step there because I don't know how deep that hole is. <laughs> Knowing yeah. that it's completely flat, but um, who's going to take the risk? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I feel like um, you look up at the stars, you're there, you're, you're waiting for something to happen, waiting for the, this movement to pass. And then you look, and then you come back to eye level and the plants are trying to reach at you. And, and I just had this image of someone grabbing my balls. Um, and and it, it wasn't that. It was, it was like, it was just the wind. But I mean, but things, you interpret things differently. It's like the <laughs> fact that something... The fact that the wind was brushing between my legs, Come on. I felt like you know, little Native American with chonies were grabbing your balls. I, I, I <laughs> don't be embarrassed. I, I could about imagine it. there was someone man. <laughs> you said that you at the time, well, not at the time. <laughs> afterwards, you described it as twisting. Yeah, you said they were the twisting wind, your balls. The wind would just come in and start. A, a, a willy willy, a, 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 a tiny little whirlwind came between your legs and, and started started whipping up your balls into a frenzy. 
So I started the push. Ripping your balls into a frenzy of dick play. I started the push. I said, I'm going to rip my ass out, but I have to get, I have to finish this. <laughs> and it felt like I was pushing a semi-trailer out. Yeah. A huge, I mean, I don't think it was really that, that big, but it was just heavy, like iron ore being yep. pumped into a, you know, into a rail cart. Um, it was really hard. It was, mm. it was hard for me to do. But when I did, I felt like it wasn't just a normal motion. Like I, I had shed, ah, I had shed hallelujah. maybe uh, years of emotional weight. I, I, I felt yeah. like I was taller, even even. It was like the whole thing was was uh, like it, it wasn't it wasn't a normal shit. Put it that way. Yes, yes. Well, I can I can I kind of I, I felt a similar way, not exactly like that, but I was like, uh, I guess I kind of had the idea like this is going to be a very un- unusual shit. And I imagined it coming out. It's like a perfect sphere down to the millimeter. I, and I, I think it crossed my mind for a second to, to take the toilet paper and, and conserve this, this magical item, which I just passed, you know, to, to donate it to science or something like that. <laughs> because, you know, there's probably contained dark matter or something in there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a much better description I can identify with that yes yes so what a, what a beautiful evening we had um, yeah I've kind of gone blank just thinking yeah. about that because um, that was pretty the that, that was a significant part of my night hmm. because after that I felt like I didn't need to go to the bathroom anymore but hmm. later came the spew which hmm. Uh, which was kind of similar in that it just it turned on and then after I, I threw up I washed my mouth with a bit of water mm. and and I was completely fine like 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 that like I mean I, I didn't feel sick afterwards like you feel sick 30 seconds later you're throwing everything up yep from discharge deep, from deep behind your belt buckle download download the peyote to the ground it, it even felt like I was like sh- stirring up my stomach building up a good a good amount of spew and then whoop out it comes (laughs) catapult yeah and then and then i was good again um however i didn't eat more peyote after that (laughs) didn't you wow are you sure you didn't no i think you might have okay yeah i I probably did because i know i I was still (laughs) i felt i felt bad like i i felt an emotional weight for the amount of peyote that was left over in the morning it might only been a couple but once it's cut up into diced pieces I felt like there was um, there was maybe you know 20 pieces you know mm. 20, 20 pieces that are half the size of my thumb mm. and and then I found a piece that I was eating earlier and, and I said you know this is the first peyote I dug up so at 8 <laughs> o'clock that next morning I'm still eating peyote <laughs> and then the guide the, the, well he's not really a guide he's more like the um, the pickup truck driver he um, the desert taxi the desert taxi and he's like, oh yeah, we could uh, we could fry this up with some eggs. Did he really say that? I, Joanna was saying that, you know, and and uh, the, the taxi driver's wife was like, uh, yeah, haha. Ha. <laughs> no, I feel all serious. <laughs> I don't know. Joanna said fry, fry it up like uh, like huevos a la mexicana. Exactly. Um, that's what I thought. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I would be interested in taking a couple peyotes dicing them up and putting them into a blender with some mm. pineapple juice yeah. and maybe some mango pulp and just yeah. just to say you know I can drink one glass of peyote milkshake yeah. or peyote shake and and say that's equivalent to three or four peyotes that I, that's, that I struggle to eat <laughs> even though at one point I was pretending it was quite sweet um, <laughs> I think it'd be, it'd be better Okay, so you were li- you were lying to me the whole time. You were no. like, "Oh, it tastes like pear." <laughs> um, I mean, the best taste I could. I, I tried to take your advice and and like you you said to me, "Oh, just treat the the taste uh, as information." Yes. Uh, yeah. And well, that that helped a little bit because it went from like tasting this this uh, foul hell's cough mixture in, into tasting some something like burnt coffee grounds. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a little bit more agreeable. <laughs> yeah, I found it very helpful to try and analyze what the taste is and was yeah. as I go through it, because then I didn't notice how bad it was. I was like, it's not designed. Like this is not 
something I, would, I, would, I wouldn't order this, this flavor of ice cream, but <laughs> is it interesting? And it kind of was. And then, then I found myself just honey, boom. <laughs> More honey than peyote at, at the end because, yes. because um, yeah, it was, it was quite upsetting on, the, on your throat. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to ask you this. So if, next time we go, if that, so you want to do it like a, like a once a year thing. That's, that was your idea, right? You still, you still there, think that's a good idea? There's more of a reasoning behind it, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely. I actually said the next day, if you have not done, if, if, I, or if anyone has not done peyote with friends, how do you know you're really friends? <laughs> okay, Tyler Durden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it, is, it is kind of like a fight club thing because it, you, you see your friends on, on different levels mm. emotionally, um, well, physically in the way they react. Um, but then there's also a certain level of mind mm. that, you, um, that you kind of share. Because you right. kind of, you kind you of analyzing been, it through as you go. You're out there in the desert and you're in your own fucking subconscious together. Um, <laughs> just chatting in the middle of the, of the ocean desert. And, yeah, if you don't do peyote with your friends, you don't know if they're your friends. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's another meme. So you, you would do it again then? You would definitely do it again? I, I, don't, I don't understand the relationship I have yeah. with peyote or the desert or Mexico, yeah. but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't mind the, the being scared part was was minimal, but just I mean, I love camping, going to the desert is a totally new experience. Minimal. You, t- you told me you were terrified. Yeah, I was, I was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it doesn't detract from the glory of the experience. Oh that's no! What you're I mean, looking okay. looking now, I'm like that's like the least of my concern now yeah. that I'm now that I'm still alive, safe, and didn't get eaten by coyotes. Yeah, but when you're out there. All bets are off. Oh wow, that's that's a, that's a rush. So yeah, I, I'm in. I'll definitely do it again. Um, I actually think that I want to go once a year. I'm tempted to build a house there out in the desert and just make it like my like. I mean, how cool yeah. is it? Because I mean, I like, said seventy thousand pesos for nine hundred meters square. Yeah, the so thing was sounds like a pretty good. It's on the back of uh, the railway line. That's what I didn't like. Ah, about. okay. Like, you know what I mean? So like, maybe we could get something that's a little more expensive, but in a, a, a yeah, a quieter spot. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to listen to the beast and and uh, la bestia and all, all the uh, Honduran immigrants getting abducted by gangsters as they pass through, or you know, that kind of thing happens. Well, the thing is, um, those trains aren't like you know your normal eight carriages long. They're about <laughs> eighty carriages long. Yeah, we saw them. Um, so yeah, well the thing the thing I wanted to ask you was um, like like this time you said you're you're a bit of a wuss. My question would be next time are you going to say fuck it I'm going out there and I'm going to find out what they want to tell me. Yeah, I am willing to go myself. Uh huh. Do you want yeah. me to like push you out of the stone circle? <laughs> uh, well, I I'm thinking that um, because. We had one stone circle, mm. but the majority of trees, and there's very few, mm. actually have stone circles. Mm. So I'm actually tempted to, to move and go for a whole week and just trek from one stone circle to the next. <laughs> All right. Eating peyote every day. Yep. You're crazy, my friend. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. You... I, rem- I remember in the morning, I saw you, I saw you eating the, the grand puppy. Um, <laughs> it was big. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, it was I, a nice, healthy, healthy yeah. button, and, and and I was like, man, I don't know how you can, how, how the hell you can do that. I've just had like this, feel, felt like uh, my my brain has been connected to like this this uh, intergalactic Wi-Fi, and the, the the information was just downloading, and it's so 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 much intense information is making my body fucking twitch. And, different directions so <laughs> how can you get up in the morning and take a healthy bite of it <laughs> see well, this comes back to this connection that, that i felt with the with the peyote yeah and, and I, I don't know i mean you know like my grandfather was like wahakan indian tribe yeah. type life and i don't know if that's got something to do with it 
but I definitely felt very comfortable out there. Mm. As in, you know, before the sun went down. And then, <laughs> then things got a little hairy. But it, it didn't... It, it wouldn't cost me much to keep eating peyote. Like, I think if I had, a, you know, an all-you-can-eat peyote buffet and, I, and it was a good major prize, I would give it a good run. Yeah, but I guess you... I mean, you didn't... You didn't go all the way like I did because you didn't. You didn't go out there and say, "Show me." No, I, I went out there and said, "Please." So maybe if you if you had my experience, you'd be like, "Nope." <laughs> no, okay, I mean, you know, I, I didn't. Well, next year we'll see. Maybe maybe you've got maybe you've got bigger balls and you let on. So <laughs> maybe uh, maybe maybe we should write a script and I'll go out far and just chant this thing like, "Show me what you got." <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're both a little nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's. The, I mean, the the rule, like like I mentioned in that little check-in app, the rule was that Marcella told us she was like, if you feel good, eat peyote. Feel bad, eat peyote. Feel like you're gonna vomit, eat peyote. Feel like you're not gonna vomit, eat peyote. Feel like you've reached a good place, eat peyote. And that was that was what what I did. Um, up to the point where I felt, no, I can't, I'm not gonna eat any more of that stuff tonight. <laughs> How many people shoveled in, like medium size? <laughs> I don't know, because there, there, there was, okay, so, that, so there was a jug of like stainless steel jug about, about this tall about, uh, and about this round, so about 10, 10, 10 centimeters tall, I'd say, and, and about um, eight centimeters across, seven centimeters across. Yeah. Um, so, so quite a big size, and it was it was uh, just about full to the brim of peyote. Yeah. Um, of course, there were six of us there. Um, jo- I don't think Joanna took any from the from the from the jug, but she she did uh, eat a bit. Yeah, she did a lot um, of weight. <laughs> yeah, only about three four buttons. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, and there was still some left in the morning, but you know, uh, just the just the drags, I guess, just like. Eight pieces, eight little tiny pieces, cut up pieces in the bottom. Yeah, we are going to follow up with uh, an episode or something to say how we'll do it again. Yeah. With, with direct instructions okay. yeah. on yeah. where to go. Get a little guide. Yeah, yeah a guide. So yeah. um, without spoiling that, I want, I want my own personal bowl with a knife and fork, a little pepper, <laughs> yep. some salt. Like, because I, I want to measure how much I actually consume. I've got no idea. I know it was definitely more than 10. Easy more than ten. But ten, ten buttons. Yeah, yeah. it could have been fifteen. Yeah. Things I was, just, I just kept dipping that, you know, getting into that bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really took Marcella's advice to heart. So I was, I was sitting there, and every time, I felt like it's that, kind of like that Louis C.K. bit where he says, you know, ta- it must really take something special to suck a dick, because like every time you suck a dick, it must just like take something out of you like like it takes a little bit of your soul you have to reach deep inside and find that will just just to just to suck that dick and that's that's how i felt taking a piece of peyote there is a level of uh, squinting insanity <laughs> into yourself when you do something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. so we do, we're gonna do it again. Okay, so, so you said, peyote bucket challenge. <laughs> the entire bucket, we're gonna clean out the desert. Okay, so you said, you said the, this, this yeah. is the plan. Um, well, this is, the, this is what's happening. This is, this is the, the, the amazing, amazing goal. Next year, 2017, Putting you on the record here, Mr. Aaron Battle, that uh, after Anacapulco, after those you know four four amazing days of, of uh, anarchist uh, brilliance, libertarian uh, hard partying, and and uh, amazing entrepreneurship, sharing information, making new connections, and all that all that trade building. Yep, that um, comes out of that. We we say to the to the crew. All right, who's coming? Who's coming out to the desert? So you're in. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, Maverick said he was in too. He said, Maverick. Yep. Yep. Great. <laughs> so so that, that, there's three of us. I don't know how big. You know, I think I want a crew of six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That was a good size. Oh, you know the good. The good thing is, um, like, because there are the diff, different trees. So even if we do have a 
have a big crew that's that's too big. Yeah, but um, I'm, a, I'm a bit too, of a dick. I'm gonna want to scare people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, none of that. Okay, none of that. Okay, um, the, people would be scared enough already. You don't, there's no need to help them along. So, so, so you're saying maybe there's ten of us. We can split camps. Have five on one side yeah. of the road, five on the other. Like I mean, this yeah, desert yeah. road. And, you know, being neighbors. Yeah, just an idea. All right. All right. I mean, <laughs> but you know, who, who knows how many how many people are willing? I mean, a lot of people uh, took the ayahuasca this this year and at Acapulco in the top floor of the, I think of the Grand Acapulco Hotel. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but a lot of people chickened out, of course, and you know, it's perfectly understandable. You See, know, I might be interested in doing that. Looking to the about chickening well. out. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I'm, I, I really do, don't think out. I'm going to, uh, to chicken out. I mean, yeah. if I really don't know what could hold me back. Like, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the, the peyote. All right. But you've got you, you to gotta really see what it has to offer next time. That's, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be pushing you out of the circle, buddy. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, take, you know. <laughs> Whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I'm going to bring a Nutribullet battery pack, um, and I'm going to be making smoothies. <laughs> because I want I want to get I want to get 32 peyotes in me next year. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm going to be one of those idiots that go around hugging um, hugging cactuses and end up you know needing a helicopter out of there. <laughs> because you, you you did hear about that? The, no. Um, Raul, the taxi desert taxi. Yeah. He said that he, you know, a lot of people, if they go overboard, he, he said, don't worry about it, it never happens. But he did, he did mention, I think early, that um, sometimes people go crazy and yeah. start doing really dumb things, like just like seeing a cactus and thinking it's, you know, some kind of... A long lost grandmother, hugging it, yeah. Just get in that and, yeah. But I mean, I'm looking forward to hitting a level where we can have a group trip not mm. just because, I mean, everyone's on their own page this year. Yeah, but that's, uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of how, how it should be. But it's good. It's cool because you have a, a little group community, you know, if you need, you feel like something's weird or you need support, everybody's there. Um, the campsite's always there. The fire's always there. You can always come back to it. But can, you can also go out Adventure and uh, who knows where you might, what you might find out there. Okay. There's a lot of stuff out there, my friends. <laughs> so, so you're, you're calling me out to say, because I mean, I don't know why you're worried at me not following through with this. I mean, I love this idea. But I think in the next episode, future episodes, we're planning to do a checklist on how we would do it if we're going to do it again. Now, yep. this is going to be our next episode is going to be how we would do it and how we are going to do it. Okay. Right. So anyone that's like now tuning into me going, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to see Aaron trip out there. And, uh, and tune into to Kurt and somehow, you know, get the, uh, the path to talking to the hyper-intelligence, then, yeah, you better watch the next episode and make notes. Because we're going to be packing, like, a big backpack this time. No suitcases. That, that was silly. <laughs> and hard. Anyway. Well, I was thinking I need to load heavier because I need to bring a little shovel or a trowel or something, some, some extra tools. Maybe a maybe a machete. Um, anyway, um, that that about wraps it up. So that was yeah. that was our that's a, a little insight into our interesting experience. We've still got a lot of talk to talk about, and we'll show you some some video and, and audio footage and get a commentary of, of the kind of wild antics that, that the uh, that the universe was playing on us that night. So. Yeah, we have hours of lost footage to share. <laughs> lost footage? No. Lost footage, found footage, or, uh, it's no. just footage. <laughs> what, what, okay, no, I, well, I mean, you called it that first, and I yeah, like Yeah, I called it. it found footage, but that's the style. That's just like the Blair Witch style. It's, it's not actually found footage. What I, what I lost was my battery charge, right. because my batteries died so early right. in the night. You said that that thing's supposed to have 30 hours of battery, but... I, I don't know. Yeah, this has got weird ways, man. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. Well, that's one of the one of the least weird things I happened that happened, I guess. Great. So we'll we'll talk to you soon. Tune in for our future episodes, speaking more about um, fifth dimensional intelligences from Altair. 
somewhere else. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks for your attention. Thanks for bestowing us the gift of, of your attention because your, your attention absolutely is valuable. And where you direct your attention can have a large effect on where your life goes. So be, be conscious. Now, um, remember you can uh, subscribe on, on YouTube. You can jump on over to Facebook and, and uh, press like on there. Uh, and uh, you can you can jump onto iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addicts, uh, and uh, keep in touch with us. Um, you can also go onto our website and, and subscribe to our mailing list. Um, and uh, we, we love it when you guys reach out to us, uh, when you press like on our videos and comment and, and tell us interesting things. So uh, please, uh, please do that. Um, it's much appreciated. And... Um, what else? Oh yeah. Um, so if you if you like the episode, you, of course um, we, we appreciate your donations, your tips. Um, so you can head over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com. Suggested donation or tip is is one dollar per episode that you like. So if you like the episode, a little dollar doesn't go astray. You can tip by Bitcoin, PayPal, Dash, uh, and uh, altcoins, and also. You can head on over, um, have a look in the show notes. You'll see a link to uh, our, this, this post on Steam. So if it's within 24 hours of, of me posting this video, um, you can uh, log into Steam, press upvote, and that's actually going to give us a little money, which, which helps us continue this show. It doesn't cost anything to join up. So um, also, if you're, if you're a writer or a content creator, I recommend you to, to have a look and consider it as a platform for, for your beautiful artworks that you're releasing in the world to try to make this uh, a brighter and more amazing place. So thanks, thanks so much for listening uh, and have a wonderful day.